And if you didn't worship well ago, that's your fault. You could have. Praise God. I'm going to read in St. John, the fourth chapter, in the 23rd verse. I want to see the Spanish people and Sister Dean after church tonight. Praise God. But the hour cometh, and now is. Boy, I'd like to preach on that now is. When the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In St. John 14 and 26, St. John 14 and 26, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Praise God. St. John 16 and 13. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. And I want to preach to you for a while tonight on being comforted. Praise God. On being comforted. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's pray and ask the Lord to minister to us tonight. Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you tonight for the Holy Ghost. We thank you tonight for your mighty hand. I believe tonight, and I don't normally preach too much on what I believe. I like to preach on what the Word of God says. But I believe tonight that God, looking down on man being God as he is, knows the distress of this world tonight. And there are many people tonight that are in various kinds of condition tonight that are not you know, the devil don't want me to preach tonight. There's a lot of confusion in the congregation. I think you need to get on me. Praise God. That row of kids don't hush up and listen to me. I'm going to make them all stand up and tell what they got to talk about. 
But there is in this world tonight a lot of sorrow. There is sorrow tonight that could be helped, but most likely won't be helped unless that individual finds Christ through the power of the Holy Ghost. Only the Holy Ghost can set an individual free. The mind tonight is a very strange thing. But the mind can be locked up in various ways. The devil uses your mind for a prison house. He likes to bring people under condemnation and lock them up and leave them there. There are people who have lost loved ones who get into some kind of a syndrome that brings into their mind and heart bitterness. And they despise the Bible and they despise Christ and they despise almost anything good because they lost a loved one. They have not the ability to understand that every one of us are going to die someday and a man better make peace with God before that happens. Why is it like that, Brother Elder? Because Satan has found out that the mind is the place that he can play on the human soul. It is the place he can destroy the man with. It is the place that he can lock the man up in there and make his own mind become a prison to him. There are people that's not going to be healed because they don't believe they can be healed. And there are people not going to be healed because they don't want to be healed. If they got healed, they'd have to get off Social Security or welfare. I'm glad you know one like that. I know about six like that. Hallelujah. They don't want to get healed. They'd have to go to work. They'd have to think different. The whole world would be different to them. But they don't have the ability to understand. It might be the whole world's different to them. But the whole world would be a brand new world to them. They'd be able to reach farther than they've ever reached. They'd be able to go farther than they've ever went. It'd be a world of freedom they've never known. Praise God. That's why tonight that I love serving the Lord tonight because 
In serving Jesus Christ tonight, I am a free man indeed. And I spent a lot of time preaching on that this morning, didn't I? Not at liberty to run the loose lines of doing anything I please, but I want to tell you, because the Lord Jesus Christ brought me out of the deep mire clay and set me on the rock, I'm a free man, hallelujah. I don't run around with inhibited fears that all kind of people run around with tonight. I'm not locked in the prison cells of my mind and of my heart. I'm going to tell you tonight that the biggest majority of sickness on the face of the earth is none other than sin between the ears. Insanity is really a spirit of the devil. It's a soul that's locked up through the demons of fear. Amen. What are you preaching about this for tonight, Brother Elder? Because when you turn around and look around tonight, you see people that's drunk. And the reason why they're on alcohol is because they can't stand themselves. They can't stand the way they live. They can't stand their low moral life. They can't stand many things about themselves. They can't stand themselves because they never educated themselves. They can't stand themselves because uh, they never attained the place on the job they thought they should get to. They can't stand themselves because uh, their wife uh, doesn't think that they're as great as they think that she thinks that they ought to be. And someone, you're looking at me strange, but I know where I'm coming from. Hallelujah. Praise God. Satan working in the land. People are weary. When you get as old as Brother Louise is and as old as Brother Grubbs is, no, you're not stupid. You're too educated. You know what's out there. I want to tell you something, buddy. It don't make no difference whether you're Spanish, white, or black. After you get so old, you know what the score is. Just because Spanish people eat different kind of food, and I'm not even too sure about that. I bet you Sister Ruth can fry chicken as good as any of us in here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. I know one thing, Sister Amalia can make them good American pies. I don't know where's. Well, I remember. I was her. I was her guinea pig. She experimented on me, and I kept telling my wife her pies are getting better all the time. You don't believe it? Take a look. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. 
we think a lot of foolish things because you're Spanish, you're this, or you're white, you're that, or you're black, you're that. And a whole lot of that stuff is just stupidity. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you what, we are we're all human beings on this earth and this human race. That's what we are. But by the time you get Brother Louise's age or Brother Grubb's age, some of these other folks' age in here that's of their beautiful years. I read the other day, when you get to your golden age, the most pitiful thing about it is you're out of gold. But you know what the score is. And for sure when you get that far down the road, you can get weary. You can get under a weary load. You can get to where you don't have no confidence in nothing or anything or anybody. Hello? Some of you have some of you are getting in your middle and late 30s and you're beginning to understand what I'm talking about. I've had the best of friends. I mean friends that were powerful that I looked up to that have failed me, man. They didn't only fail me, they failed Jesus Christ. And I thought, oh God, these folks are closer to God than I'll ever get to, but they're not even in the church today. Amen. What happened, Brother Elder, somewheres, the comforter didn't comfort. They got under a weary load, and they became bitter, and they became angry, and they became indifferent. They became many things that Satan does to people. He's going to come along and make you think they ain't no use. Just give up. What are you saying, Brother Elder? He's going to put you in the prison of lost hope. And God Almighty knows the ways of the devil. He knows. I don't believe anybody knows as much as God knows. God looks in those hotels tonight and sees every sin that's going on in there. God hears every lonesome voice in the world today. God hears every bitter spirit that's vomiting out its bitter foam. God hears the agonies tonight of the lonely soul. God hears tonight the screams and yells, amen, of the sick and the dying tonight. 
You know, they've made being sick and dying wonderful. I remember when sick and dying wasn't so wonderful. They just come along and give you a shot and you go to sleep. You don't yell, you don't talk, or you don't do much of nothing. They don't want people to know what it's like. But I remember <laughs> when people were sick, you heard them. Oh, my head, oh, my stomach. I remember them crying out. When they was dying, I've heard them die in agony, and I've heard them die beautiful like the saints die. But anymore, when they're dying, they try their best to sedate them to where you don't know what's going to happen to them. They don't want people to know there's a hell. So they try to make death look beautiful and they try to make sin be quiet. But God still hears the cries anyhow. God hears the anguish of the souls tonight. What are you talking about, Brother Elder? I'm telling you this, that Jesus said that he was going to send a comforter. A comforter. Praise God. He said when the comforter comes, he didn't say that we wouldn't have death anymore and he didn't say that we wouldn't have pain anymore and he didn't say that we wouldn't have bitterness in the world anymore and he didn't say that we wouldn't have all these things anymore but he said I'm going to send something that can comfort you through this time of stress and through this time of sickness and through this time of trials hallelujah I'm going to give you something that'll give you peace and joy and happiness I'm going to give you something that'll give you hope and something to look forward to and, and a moment when you can reach out and know that I'm close Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank God. And he looked at this woman at the well and he said, if you knew about the water that I was talking about, and, and he was talking about the Holy Ghost, he said, it wouldn't, you, you wouldn't be thirsty, you know. Sin don't satisfy. It always leaves you thirsty. I watched those people. You know why we got a concession booth? <laughs> I said, when I bought that thing, old devil, I'll get all the dollars I can get off of you. Because them sinners are running around out there just... You know what my wife and I did? We took some extra money with us last night because we was going to fair. We knew we couldn't get back before the prayer meeting anyhow. And uh, so we took some extra money with us. And you know what? We come home with it. We got out there and we looked around. Evidently, we just wasn't thirsty. We just wasn't hungering for that stuff because I looked at her and she looked at me and, and I said, 
what do you want? She said, nothing. She said, what do you want? And I said, nothing. How's filled? Hallelujah. The world don't have nothing to offer me. Praise God. We went over there, Brother Davies, and they were selling Electrolux, and we told them all about you, and they knew all about you and your family and your history and your tree. And <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. They called him Davies the Electrolux. Praise God. Hallelujah. We told them how we knew it was the best sweeper in the world and bid them Godspeed and went on down the road. Hallelujah. Didn't have to spend six, seven hundred dollars on one because God was so good to us. We went to an auction the other day and bought the best one you could find on the market for forty dollars. Man already offered us I don't know how much money to get it back. Hallelujah. He ain't getting it back. God gave it to us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, walk down through there. And you know, this water is going to make you grow old like Methuselah. But I just don't need it in my house. Because where I'm going at, you ain't never growing old anyhow. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't have to spend money to live to be 989 years old. Praise God. Hallelujah, because where I'm going at, a day with Christ. Hallelujah is not even a thousand years. <laughs> Woo, it's time and eternity has no beginning. Has no ending. <laughs> a million years in time won't even start. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I found something tonight that's beyond loneliness. Praise God. Praise God. I looked up in Webster's Dictionary and it said uh, comforted. And uh, Webster's Dictionary I got even had uh, St. John 14 and 24 in it, the comforter in it. Uh, praise God. I've got a dictionary that's got all kind of Bible in it. That's Webster's Dictionary. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he went on and he said, uh, uh, it's a relief of grief or grievous things. Uh, Hallelujah. Do you know God wants to put a spirit in you tonight uh, that's going to relieve you of grievous things. You might not be able to get over the loss of a loved one, but I know something that'll take all that sting and hurt out tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You might be bitter over the way some relatives done you or the way some boss or some job or something in life has done you, but I know something that can take the sting out of that bitterness and set your soul free tonight and make you a happy person. Put a song in your soul. Hallelujah. Praise God. Wake up of the morning like the birds that sing. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Oh, I'm so glad for the Holy Ghost.
I remember one time when I was weary, worn, and sad. I remember getting up lots of times. I remember a lot of things. I remember being afraid that the rapture would take place and I'd be left behind. I remember going out in the world and honky-tonking half of the night and blowing all my money away and, and get up the next morning and have a headache and gooky-looking eyes. Hey, man. Didn't feel good, feel awful. Fact is, be late to work and, and didn't even know the day had started till it was mostly over. Amen. Praise God. I remember lots of days like that. But I'll tell you what. I remember one night when the Lord took them all away. <laughs> Hallelujah. They didn't satisfy. They, they, they didn't really do me any good. They left me broke all the time without ever a dime in my pocket. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. They left me without any. I couldn't even look at the mirror of myself. I hated myself. Amen. That's right. Praise God. I, I didn't have no hope. I didn't believe the Lord would help me or nothing. But I remember one night when I went down to a Pentecostal altar. Hallelujah. And I asked the Lord to forgive me of all this carrying on and all this way of life. Praise God. And I remember when I felt that burden roll off of my shoulder. Oh, what I'm preaching tonight, some of you think's old hat, uh, but I'll never forget it, uh, and it'll never get to be old hat to me. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. But it's going to be joy unspeakable and full of glory to the day that I step in over there on the golden shores and walk right through the pearly gates. Hallelujah. And I'm going to walk right up to the man that done it all for me and tell him, I want to thank you. I want to praise you. I want to tell you that I am so glad and thankful that you took all that stuff out of my life. Amen. Praise God. When the comforter comes. When the comforter comes. When the comforter comes. When the comforter comes. The comforter comes when he comes. A lot of folks tonight are trying to be comforted without the comforter. They're trying to be saved without being saved. I said, well, I tried religion, preacher, and it didn't work. You know why it didn't work? They never got the comforter. I'm not preaching about religion tonight. I'm preaching about the comforter. There's a lot of difference between religion and salvation. You know what religion is? Religion is a group of people. You know what salvation is? Deliverance. I'm not talking about a group of people. I'm talking about the power of Jesus Christ tonight. Hallelujah. Deliverance. Deliverance. When the comforter comes. Woo. Jesus looked at him. And he said, go to t Jerusalem. And he said, tarry until you be endued with power from on high. Where I'm quoting to you is out of the 24th chapter of the book of Luke. 
and he told them to go to Jerusalem and tarry until they be endued with power from on high. But in the first book of Acts, you don't find them there going. You find them there, there. They're there in that upper room, and they are there tarrying. Somebody said, uh, why would they spend 10 days in a place praying? Why would they spend 10 days praying somewhere? I'm going to tell you why they spent 10 days praying there. It's because they wanted the comforter. They tried a lot of things. You see, they'd walked with Jesus, and they'd talked with Jesus, and they knew the power of Jesus Christ. You know, today the problem is that folks don't want the power of Jesus Christ. They just want to be saved. But I'm afraid if you're going to be saved, you're going to have to be like Jesus. You're not just going to get salvation and park your backside on a pew and be saved. But you're going to become entangled in the affairs of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And so you see... Uh, <laughs> They went to the upper room. There they tarried. They stayed up there and they worshiped God. They worshiped God. You know what happens when you worship God? In Matthew, the 15th chapter and 25th verse, if you want to read there, it'd be all right me. But there was a woman there that she went up and she worshiped Jesus Christ. And while she was worshiping Jesus Christ, she was delivered from a demon spirit. She was delivered from a devil that had vexed her. Do you know tonight that God knows demon spirits are driving the people? A lot of things that I preached about this morning, demon spirits are driving the people. That's what they are, demon spirits driving the people. Driving the people to fulfill the lust of their flesh and of their minds and of their spirits. Amen. But Jesus Christ will deliver you if you'll do one thing. If you'll come up here and worship him. Worship him. Somebody said, when did she get rid of that devil, Brother Elder? When she worshipped him. When she worshipped him. When she fell at his feet and began to praise him and thank him. Because he was God. And he was her strength. Oh, Jesus looked at us at one time and he said, without me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing without me. Hallelujah. Oh, the people who understand that are weary and worn and sad and are beyond themselves and know now that it's not within themselves to deliver themselves and go and fall at his feet and begin to worship him and worship him and praise him. That's what they were doing in the upper room for 10 days. They were worshiping him. 
and praising him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I'm fighting more devils to preach this sermon than any man ought to have to preach against. Hallelujah. 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 It was a leper one time and he came to Jesus. Praise God. You know, there's a blind man sitting on the side of the road and he was yelling and screaming at Jesus. And Jesus walked over and asked him what he wanted. And he said, to my eyesight. And the Lord touched him and healed him. There's such a thing as making a petition to the God, but you can worship your way out of a mess. This old leper, he had leprosy and he came and he seen Jesus Christ and he knew where his strength and health came from. You know what he did? He ran over there and fell down before him and began to worship him. Worship him. Pharisees and Sadducees in those days didn't like it when folks worshiped Jesus. Did you know today that the high leaders of this land don't like it when you worship Jesus? But did you know I don't care whether the high leaders of this land like it when I worship Jesus? I don't care who likes it and who don't like it when I worship Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God, I'm going to worship him. I'm going to raise my hands and shout. I'm going to raise my hands and dance. I'm going to stand before the Lord and give in adoration and praise because he is worthy and the one that does this is going to be filled with the comforter and with the peace of God. Somebody said, how do I get the Holy Ghost? How do you think they got the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost? They was in there praying and worshiping God for 10 days. What are they saying? What was they saying, Brother Elder, when they got the Holy Ghost? Well, I imagine old Peter was walking around in that place and he was praying and he was telling Jesus Christ, uh, all right, God, you said you was going to give me the Holy Ghost. Uh, now, Lord Jesus Christ, fill my spirit with your power and presence right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. 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 Somebody said, I's come took him to days. Well, they was the first bunch to ever get the Holy Ghost, and they probably had trouble getting in the Spirit. Look at some of you been seeking the Holy Ghost for God only knows how long. Ain't never gotten the Spirit yet and got it. Worse than 10 days. Hello! Praise God! Well, don't run them disciples down. At least they got it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God in there just worshiping God, praising God. You said, God, you said, Lord Jesus, the greater things shall we do than what you've done. Uh, that's the kind of power I want. You know why some folks aren't getting the comforter? Because they just want to be saved and sit on a pew in the church. They don't want the power that Jesus Christ had. But there's some of us that hunger and thirst after Christ Jesus. And we want the power that Jesus had. Uh, yes, Lord, I want to be like you said. Uh, yes, Lord, I want to do greater things than what you've done. Amen. Uh, some folks sit around and say, well, we couldn't do more than what Jesus did. Well, I don't believe that. He said I could. <laughs> so what is it? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> I'm going to try him out till I see you. 
praise God. How you gonna do it? We'll worship him. <laughs> we'll praise him. I'm gonna thank him. I'm gonna honor him. <laughs> Hallelujah. I need the comforter. Hallelujah. I don't want them spirits locked up in me. I don't want bitterness locked up in me. Yeah, I don't understand people, it's lonely. I'm bothered so much, I don't know how you get lonesome. There's something that I cannot hook up to that's a lonesome person. Oh, somebody said, when you get 93, you'll find out. Well, okay, when I get 93, I'll find out. The nice thing about it is I don't believe I'm going to make 93. <laughs> Hallelujah. How in the world can you get lonesome with the Holy Ghost? Because Jesus said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. And if he ain't left me, how did I get lonesome? Huh? How did I get lonesome if he ain't left me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I think of some folks as lonesome because you know they're just lonesome because they don't they don't get a mm, hallelujah don't want to run this whole sermon praise God hallelujah that's God I ain't lonesome I'm free I'm happy I praise Jesus. I drive down the road with a song in my soul. I don't care whether you believe me or not. So I don't hear you singing, Brother Elder. I don't have to sing out loud. I can sing in my soul. Hallelujah. Woo. There's something leaping up inside of me. Praise Jesus. I'm looking for the rapture to take place. I ain't afraid about it taking place. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's right. That's right. Oh, glory. I wish somebody in here was excited. Somebody said, don't you know what time it is, brother? Yeah, it's time we get on fire for God. That's what time it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You better quit worrying about going to work in the morning and start worrying about where you're going to spend eternity. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Comforted. Don't have that lonesome spirit. Don't have that bitterness. I've had bitterness try to wreck my life. If anything's ever tried to destroy me, it was bitterness. Two times in my life, bitterness got a hold of me. You don't know what it's like till you fought bitterness night and day, weeks, nights, and months. Did you have the Holy Ghost, Brother Elder? I sure did. I had the Holy Ghost. 
You know how I know I had the Holy Ghost? Because I'm not locked up in that cell of bitterness tonight. The Holy Ghost comforted me through those hours and delivered me. Praise God. How'd you do it, Brother Elder? I went to the church house and I knelt down by the hours and by the days and by the months and I prayed and I wept and I talked in tongues and I worshiped God and the Comforter comforted me and pulled me through that terrible time in my life when the enemy was trying to put me in a prison and keep me there. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Oh, tonight, if you're locked up in that prison house tonight, you can come to the altar and you can be set free and you can be loosed. You say, how's that, Brother Elder? When you come, come, he's going to teach you all things. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know what Jesus called the comforter? The Holy Ghost. Do you understand that when they received the Holy Ghost, they spake with tongues? That's how the Comforter came to them. And I'm here to tell you something tonight. Come on, Sister Elder. That if you don't speak in tongues as the Spirit gives you the utterance, you don't have the comforter. You don't have the power over these spirits that are making you lonely, that are keeping you locked up, that keep you inhibited in fear, that keep you in all kinds of things. The list is so long tonight, you know. People that's got problems with prejudice, that's a spirit that the devil's put on them. That's right. Amen, but I'm glad. You say, well, Brother Elder, how do you know? Because I used to be prejudiced. That's right. I never was prejudiced towards Spanish people. I never was around Spanish people. I, I never grew up around Spanish people. But I grew up in a black neighborhood back east. And them blacks had something to say about us hunkies. And I had something to say about them. But I got a lot of black brothers in Pentecost anymore that I can just walk up and hug their necks shout and talk in tongues with them that black don't even rub off I guess this white don't either if you call it white whatever you call it some of us white folk nearly dark as some dark folks hallelujah Praise God. My wife stayed out in the sun. She'd be as dark as most of all the Spanish people in here. A lot of you don't know she's 
whole lot Cherokee Indian. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All that stuff don't matter. When the Holy Ghost comes, it all floats away. And everything gets beautiful. And everybody gets beautiful. All kinds of spirits are washed out of your mind, out of your heart, out of your soul. Praise God. And you become a free person. I wonder if anybody in here tonight would like to come and get the Holy Ghost. I didn't say come down here and pray. I said come and get the Holy Ghost. Is there anybody in here tonight you'd like to come and get the Holy Ghost? You'd like to walk out of here with a comforter tonight. You'd like to walk out of here made whole tonight. Praise God. On fire with the Holy Ghost. On fire with the power of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I love each and every person that comes here. But oh, I tell you what I love even more. I love it when they find out that the God that I serve is mighty and powerful. More powerful than anything they've ever got a hold of in their life. I love it when they find out that the God that I serve is on fire and alive and real. I love it when they find out that the God that I serve, Jesus Christ, leaps up inside of your soul. I love it. I prayed for a sinner that was sick the other day. You know what I prayed when I prayed for that sinner that was sick the other day? You said, well, sure, Brother Elder, you prayed that God would heal him. That's not what all I prayed. I laid my hands on that sinner and I said, you know, God, this man, he don't know you like I do. This man, God, he don't know you in the power of your glory like I do. God, he don't know whether you're going to heal him or not, but I know you will. But God, he needs to know you will. And the only way he's going to know that you're going to heal him, God's if you're healing. And then he's going to know the power of my Christ. Hallelujah. You know, the only way you're going to know the comforter tonight is if you walk out of here and you've spoken tongues and the Holy Ghost is all over you. And you I never will forget the night I got the Holy Ghost. You know, you folks don't know me. You don't know what I was. There's some folks. I took Brother Muncie and I showed him I showed him where I lived at when I got the Holy Ghost. I told him this week and I showed him. I said, see that old dumpy house there? I said, that was where I was living the night I got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But he brought me out. Woo! <laughs> you don't know what kind of a person I was. I'm glad you don't. But I want to tell you something. The next morning after I got the Holy Ghost, I walked into White Manufacturing Company in Salina, Kansas. And them old boys looked at me and they didn't know what to think. 
I wasn't sucking on a Winston cigarette when I walked in that morning. And my mouth wasn't cussing 1,000 miles an hour like it always was. There must have been a different look on me. I never will forget old Don, the welder that worked across from where I was, where I was working at. I was running a spot welder at that time. Hallelujah. We had a little man there we called Gator. The reason why they called him Gator is because he wrestled alligators. Hallelujah. Tough, mean dude. Seven-day Adventist, but he wasn't no tougher and meaner than I was. I'd have whipped his plow on a moment's notice. Hallelujah. Praise God. But old Gator said, I don't understand you, Elder. Something's different about you. <laughs> I said, yeah, you better know something's different about me, Gator. I ain't the same man that walked in here yesterday. I said, Don, if I stood here all day long and told you what happened to me, you wouldn't even know what happened to me. Praise God. What's that? I got the Holy Ghost last night. What's the Holy Ghost? <laughs> See there, I told you. I told you, hallelujah. Praise God. I told you if I told you, you wouldn't know what I was talking about. Hallelujah. Ain't nobody going to know what we're talking about until the baptism of the Holy Ghost comes down inside of them. Hallelujah. You can't explain the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's the most joyfulest, greatest thing that's ever happened to you. Hallelujah. But you do have to hunger and thirst for it. You do have to desire it. You do have to want it before God's going to give it to you. But when the comforter comes, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad he come to my heart. You don't know like I know what Jesus done for me. <laughs> I said, you don't know like I know what he's done for me. You don't know like I know how he picked me up and turned me around. You don't know, hallelujah, of the wonderful things that's happened to me since I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I can tell you of healings. I can tell you of healings. I remember one day working on a shear when a man left a big old piece of half inch plate in my hands. And there I was standing there holding the whole sheet by myself and the bottom of my stomach just blew open. Couldn't tie my shoes. Couldn't do nothing. My wife put my shoes on. I got up and moved around to look like I was a hundred years old. You know. I didn't know what I was going to do. Didn't have no insurance. Pastoring, they called it a church, but I don't know where the church was. There wasn't nothing there. Even Brother Carricker wasn't there. The Lord hadn't saved him yet. Praise God. Old Brother Williams come by, and I had that old red and white 55 Pontiac. That's another sorry story. <laughs> I could tell you many, many good testimonies. You ain't got time to hear all the good things God's done for me. 
Hallelujah. Brother Williams come by. I said, Brother Williams, I'd like for you to do something for me tonight. And he said, what's that? I said, they got a fellowship meeting over in Wichita tonight. And I'd like for you to put me in the car and drive me over there where the ministers can lay hands on me and pray for me tonight. I believe God's going to heal me. You was in church, Sister Vivian? I didn't know if you was there yet or not. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yeah, you come in when the Williams did. Praise God. I'll never forget it. Oh, no. I, I had that sorry-looking suit that looked like, I don't know why I bought that green thing. You get in the sun that looked like it rusted. Amen. Hallelujah. I put that green suit on and went to the fellowship meeting. Home missions, you wear anything. <laughs> Hallelujah. And got over there. Bunch of us old ragtag preachers. Not enough of us in the state to know that we had a church even. But we was having fun anyhow. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. And them preachers laid their hands on me. And that rupture just went away. And I began to dance in the spirit. And worship the Lord. He healed me instantly. Healed me instantly. Hey, you go with me in the morning. You know what I'm going to be doing in the morning? Swinging a 14-pound sledgehammer, picking up concrete, loading it in a wagon. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Why? Because he healed me. <laughs> ain't no, there ain't no scars down there. There ain't no scar here. There ain't no scar here. There ain't no scar over here. There ain't no scar here. There's no scars down here. There ain't one here and there ain't one there. Ain't one down here and ain't one over here. You know why? Anybody got any idea why? I got a healer. Hallelujah! If you knew Jesus like I knew Jesus, if you had Jesus like he's come into my life, my God, he's powerful. If I had something in here that was hungry, it'd come running to this altar. If I had something in here that was thirsty, it'd come running to this altar. Hallelujah! When the comforter comes, when the comforter comes, when the comforter comes, when the comforter comes, I'm so glad he came into my life. Hallelujah! Let me ask you, are you sitting out there and hungry and thirsting? Why don't you come up here to the well? Why don't you come up here to the water? Whoo. He's been my healer. He's been my lawyer. I don't have time tonight to tell you people all the things I know. 
I've had judges and lawyers look at me in the last two years and they're absolutely astounded that I can outthink them, that I'm way ahead of them, that I know what they're going to say before they say it. And they've been to years of college and they can't understand why I can pick up on them so much. You know why? Because I'm serving the God inside of me that knows what they're thinking and what they're going to say and what they're going to do and God knows it and he, he gives it to his man and tells him hallelujah uh, I'm telling you you're cheated without the Holy Ghost tonight you're a cheated individual you're the most cheated person on the face of the earth without the Holy Ghost tonight Oh, you ain't never had no life. You've never had nothing in your life without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Until you get the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you are the most cheated person on the face of the earth. Praise God. I love living in the Spirit. I love walking in the Spirit. I love talking in the Spirit. I love walking with Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's stand in that church. If anybody in this church cares, why don't somebody pray? Oh, God. I said, if anybody cares, why don't somebody pray? My God, my God. Give me somebody that's hungering and thirsting after Christ tonight. In Jesus' name. 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 Are you tired of being locked up in that prison house? In the blood. Why don't you come tonight to the altar? Come tonight to Jesus. Come to this altar tonight. Oh, Lord, I'm not coming out there and dragging you down here to get saved. If you want out of that prison house, it's in your mind. You're going to have to do like everybody else. They came and fell at his feet and they worshiped him. They came and fell at his feet and they worshiped him. They came and fell at his feet and they worshiped him. There's wonderful power in the blood. There's there is power, 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 power wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power. Oh, the 
There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Another's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Another's power, Wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Oh, Lord, tonight I worship you, God. I praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. You know, there's an old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You know, somebody's not desirous enough to be refilled with the Holy Ghost or to be filled with the Holy Ghost to step out in front of everybody and go get it. I tell you, stepping out in front of people didn't bother me. Fact is, the night I got the Holy Ghost, I was the only one that stepped out and went to the altar. All the rest of the whole church sit back there and watched me. It didn't make me no difference. I was hungry and thirsty. I wanted to be saved. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, pray for me, Brother Elder. I am. I'm praying for you. But I'm going to tell you one thing you better do. You better get busy and start praying for yourself. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah, I'm going to keep on praying for you because I love you. Jesus loves you. And ain't neither one of us wants you to go to hell. But I'm going to tell you what you better do. You better save yourself from that place. You can sit back there and tell yourself, I'm all right. You know what you're doing? You're living in a prison house of ease. You know you're not all right, but you ain't going to do nothing about it. You hear what I said? You know you're not all right, but you don't intend to do nothing about it. Well, I will tomorrow. I will tomorrow, Brother Elder, but tomorrow never came. I had a woman years ago, and she told me, she said, Reverend Elder, I'm going to come to church and get saved one of these days. 
And I was going out on a Sunday afternoon to preach in a little old rest home where I was starting my ministry at. And on the way out there, there was a head-on collision. Seven people killed instantly. I ran up there to the car, and there that woman sat in the seat, her eyes wide open looking at me. And all I could hear was, one of these days I'm going to come to church and get saved. But you know what? One of these days never came for her. The Lord came and got her before one of these days. Oh God. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. I sit over here in the grocery store a year and a half ago and told a man, I said, hey, I want to tell you something, you're going to die. The Lord told me you're going to die, and he told me you're going to die pretty soon. I'm talking about a man that had come to this church, and he came to this altar, and he repented of his sins, and he was baptized in Jesus' name, but he never did receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I told him, I said, you only been to the altar twice trying to get the Holy Ghost. And I said, you know, God wants you to have the Holy Ghost. He don't want you to die lost. He looked at me and he said, I ain't going to be no good for God. And there ain't no use in me trying to serve God now. And two days later, he died and went out and met God. I don't know why I'm saying all these things tonight. I have no idea why I'm saying all these things tonight. But I know one thing. God is trying to get somebody in here tonight to reconsider their ways tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's power power wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb you know the rich man lifted up his eyes in hell he didn't think that he had anything while he is on earth that he had to have he had everything he he had everything that he ever wanted on earth. He didn't think there was anything else he needed. He didn't need God. He didn't need the Holy Ghost. He didn't need a lot of things. But you know what? When he went to hell, he wanted Lazarus to come and dip his finger in cool water and cold. But you know what God said? He said, no, sir. He said, Lazarus comforted and you're in torment. <laughs> Hallelujah, I'm glad for the comforter tonight. I'm glad for the comforter tonight. Oh, she kalaboho shatala siti alahaya. Ikonoriana mahaye tolaboho toria satai. 